Welcome. To Arcade Audio. When the game is on, I like slam dunk to take me to the hoop. Yeah. My favorite play is the alley oop. Uh -huh. I like to pick and roll. I like to give and go. And it's basketball. Bow out. Wow. Let's go. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on our brand new couch is my brand new husband, not Chris Mullet. No, just kidding. Where's my sunglasses? I can be Dennis. <laughs> They're in the garage. We found, uh, we were cleaning out a garage past weekend. Mm -hmm. Or was it the weekend before? I don't even know at this point. No, it was, the, it was this past No, weekend. no, it was the weekend before. It was the weekend yeah, before. yeah, we found them the weekend before. And Just they... like chilling out on the water heater. And it was like one of those like, you know those sunglasses. They're like kind of visor sunglasses that it looks like an off-duty cop would wear. And I put <laughs> them on there. and she's like, you have herpes now. Um, so you don't understand how herpes works. No, I, I... And then I immediately was just like, hey, look at me. Because <laughs> that's all my impressions are if you listen to the show. Uh, so, yeah. So, I put them somewhere. I don't know where I put them. I put them, like... No, they're back in the garage. Oh, they are? Okay. Yeah. That's where they're meant to be. That's where, the, that's where his soul lives, is in the garage. Dennis was... That's what that box was. That was down on had the... Had it been funny? Had I had the wherewithal, I would have been like, hey, I'm Charles Doyle. Because <laughs> that's the name of the person he's delivered. Um... <laughs> And his soul also is here because he disappeared when we <laughs> were looking to sell, looking to buy his house. It is August second, twenty twenty two. If you're new here, uh, we talk about our lives and we talk about all the random things that go on in our stupid, crazy lives, <laughs> and then we get around to watching a stupid, crazy movie um, from our massive movie collection. Which this is an odd occurrence that you're about to experience. We haven't done this in I couldn't even tell you five how. years. No, we've had to have done it nope. since. Yeah, there's no absolutely way it's the first time. not. Absolutely, we, we watched the not. movie. Yeah, we we have no we, way because it, there's been times where we've watched the movie like on the Thursday and turned right around and recorded. So I needed to get it online. I doubt or that. a Wednesday or something. We were still on. Thursday. I doubt we watched it. the movie like literally an hour and a half ago um, because I am preparing for a bit of a vacation for a bachelor party for uh, with basically all all the former guests of the show. <laughs> Uh, with, uh, well, not all the guests. Not, with, not the main man. Well, he was supposed to be, so he yeah. was, uh, so it's for my friend Keaton, um, one of my best friends ever since high school, and my oldest friend, so I'm Keaton over 20 years. Um, he's already married, but he's finally getting around to having the bachelor party he was supposed to have two years ago, when we were supposed to go see Rage Against the Machine and Run the Jewels. Now we're going to Gary, Indiana, and I won't say what we're actually doing, because it just, by the sheer chance he does listen to this. I don't want to spoil it for him, uh, but a, a lot of different things. We're going to have a fun weekend. Um, I'm going to see, uh, so he was supposed to be a guest during our guest star series back, I think, in May. And we, of course, we stopped the guest star series in April <laughs> because it was just too difficult with us moving and packing and, and getting ready for the insanity that's been 2022 for us. But uh, Andrew Zangri, Tony Colt, I think those are the only two. I'll be staying with Rich Cambellucci. And everybody else that's there will be future guests of the show as well for when we restart our guest star series, probably uh, 2023, I think is what we're looking at Sometime at this point. down the road here. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to it. When but, they um, make a like mic too. 
they have made a like mic too. It's Ooh, been that's out. Terrible. That's terrible news. Yes. That's, that's bad news, man. Bad news bears. I. So we haven't seen anything in the theaters this past week. Bad news nights. We've just been. Oh boy, you are spicy tonight. Um, we. I, mean, I haven't recorded after a podcast in five years. Or recorded. I. Whoa. One moment, please. Is there vodka in there? Have you become an alcoholic behind my back? I know that's not the case because you are the biggest lightweight of all time. I am not the biggest lightweight you of are all time. Fucking lightweight. I'm not a lightweight. You are a lightweight. I'm not a lightweight. Um, yes, there was a sequel. Um, I'll pull it up here right now before we get started about the actual one. It's a standalone sequel, like Mike Two Street Ball, that oh. was released in um, in June of two thousand and six. Uh, it stars uh, whoever this kid is. Um, but Kel Mitchell was in it. Oh, well. of course he was. Yeah. Uh, and, and in September of last year, Bow Wow confirmed that a direct sequel to Like Mike is in the works. Of course it is. We're going to get into all that here. So we don't really have anything else to go on to talk about besides, I think, the movie. So should we just get into the movie? Because sure. I, I have a lot to say about this movie. I bet. It has been 20 years in the making, me seeing this movie. So let's, uh, let's get into You've never in. seen this movie? I have never seen this movie, and I will get into it as soon as you finish reading the back of the box. You've never seen this movie. I have we not. watched this with Jillian as well, but. Yes, we watched this with Jillian, who thoroughly loved it. Loved it. We had it. to dance throughout the credits. So if you've, ever, if you've ever danced with your five year old while Bow Wow and Jumaine Dupree sing. Doing basketball moves. Join the club. It was awesome. It is like Mike. Samantha? A. Charming Sports Fantasy says the San Francisco Chronicle. Who's the star? Lil Bow Wow. Thank you, Troy. Two thumbs up says Ebert and Roper. That I actually have I so I've been on a big Ebert and Roper and Siskel and Ebert YouTube run lately where I'm just watching like old reviews and, and funny clips from them. I don't think I've watched the 2002 one yet. See if they get this got any mentions or shout-outs. Well, it's going to get two thumbs up. up. Spoiler for your podcast. on Tomatoes. So Spoiler for like, your podcast. Uh-huh. Fun for the whole family, says WFLDTV Chicago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lil Bow Wow. Is it Lil? Lil. Lil Bow Wow. Lil. Lil Shouldn't it have like an apostrophe at the end? I think it normally right? like, does. It, should, it does, right? But I don't know, maybe he just took it off because he's oh, lazy. He just went, oh, okay. <laughs> Stars in this hilarious and heartwarming tale for anyone who's ever dreamed of slam dunking like basketball superstar Michael Jordan. Sorry, that was That's stuck what it was. in my throat. With help from a magical pair of sneakers, teen orphan Calvin lives out his dream of playing in the NBA. On top of hitting game-winning shots and throwing down epic jams, the pint-sized powerhouse sets his sights on another lifelong goal, having a family. Makes it sound like he's, like, getting married Mm -hmm. or something. But first, Calvin must outwit villains who are trying to steal his thunder and ruin his chances of being adopted. Brimming with high-flying fun, like Mike will make your whole family stand up and cheer. I can't reference Jonathan Lipnicki here. Come on. I'm banking on. I could say Lipnicki. Now, because I just said it. You're uh, repeating what I said. I know Jonathan Lipnicki. So, this movie and me have a, a storied history with one another. Uh, I, I mentioned, uh, you know, my best friend Andrew Zangri just a few moments ago. And me and him, really, our, our, our friendship took off 
around a couple different things. Wrestling being one of them, our communal love for wrestling. Mm-hmm. But the other one was just... I'm going to recline my seat <laughs> so I can fall asleep during this, <laughs> this story. This here. epic soliloquy. Um, was around bad pop culture. I probably should do that because past I and present. So a lot of 80s and 90s pop culture. But also just things that were in like the zeitgeist at the moment that we were excited for. Mm-hmm. And... Or, or tongue-in-cheek excited for that we thought were going to be bad because we liked Mystery Science Theater and riffing and, you know, like that type of that type of stuff. Uh-huh. So this movie, when you're in 2002, we were 15? 15-year-olds. This is not our demographic of a movie. Uh, it's I mean, for, he was like 13. Yeah, but it's, it's for kids that are younger than us, predominantly. I mean, Why? It just is. You could have done it. You could have done it. Fifteen. And the the previews looked hilariously bad. We were like, "This is gonna be the fucking worst movie of all time." And and the kid from Jerry Maguire's in it. Zinger used to do a really good Jonathan Lipnicki as well. Uh, some say he still does. We were dying to see this movie, but unfortunately, every summer I would go to Ohio. For the entire summer. Why? To visit family and to just make sure I had a bad growing up. Because <laughs> uh, we stayed in a hotel the entire, or like a, like a like a extended stay. You know, whatever the fuck you call it. So, like, this came what out. What did you do? Just saw family all the fucking time and sat in a, dry, a laundromat once a week for six hours. My mom did all the laundry. Got a lot of hours on my Game Boy Advance. Um... <laughs> This movie came out, I believe, in July, July 3rd, <laughs> Big Willy Weekend, <laughs> 2002. Little Bow Wow coming for you, Big Willy. Um, so I was in Ohio, and we, never, we normally didn't come back until, you know, the first weekend of August. Like, we came back just a couple weeks before school started. So the plan was, I'm going to come back, and we're going to see Like Mike. I get back, we make the plan, we check the, the times, my mom... Drops us off. We're oh, because go- you're only 15. Right. We're yeah. going to the movies to see Like Mike, because it's going to be hilarious. We get up there, and it's not fucking there. We checked it on Thursday on the newspaper, because that's what you used to fucking do. <laughs> and the movie switched Didn't to Didn't you Friday. work in the movie theater? No, this was 2002. I didn't start until 2003. Oh. So fucking it amateurs. wasn't there. So I think that we went to go see Spy Kids instead, because that was like the next like shitty kids movie that, oh. like, you know. Oh, so you- and we made fun of that. Instead. So it was like your introduction to like Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Fuck you. I've never seen Shark Boy and Lava Girl. It was 2004, 2005. So oh. uh, we just never saw it. Like we've just never seen it. But it's been a prevailing joke throughout our friendship that like this was the movie that we were supposed to go see and do and we never yeah. saw it. So Think about I, how different your relationship would be. It would be not a difference at all. <laughs> not a single thing would, be, would have changed. We would have owned five copies of this movie instead of Freestyle with Corbin so Blue. So a few years ago, just it was in the, 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 the DVD, the, the 374 DVD bin at Walmart. And I was like, well, fuck it. Uh, eventually I'll watch it. And, and here we are. Uh, so here I was texting are. him throughout the movie. Quickly... How dare you watch it without him? Has he ever seen it? Did he... Think... Watch I, it without you? I don't think he has. Oh. Um, so we were just mostly talking about how this cast is basically a who's who of who 
is in this movie. Everybody, everyone getting a paycheck. So of course, this is this is a movie that was made in conjunction with NBA Entertainment, which is a big old commercial for the, the NBA, which I'm fine with. Um, so every basketball player that was popular in 2002 is in this movie. Um, but the actual cast of actors, well, it's... Lil Bow Wow, this is basically his like debut. He was like the hot, you know. He was the hot kid rapper. Which, which, yeah, like, has always been a thing, or like, like, because when like we were like five or six years old, you had Criss Cross, you had ABC, you had like certain groups. Sure. And there was just a long stretch without him, and then Jermaine Dupri just found this kid and was just like, okay, Bow wow. we're gonna say Snoop Dogg found you, and you'll be dog themed, and now you're Lil Bow Wow, which I want to get into Lil Bow Wow later on. Well, now he's Several just things. Bow Wow. No, he's not Lil anymore. Yeah. He's not Lil Bow Wow. He was in Lil Bow Wow for much longer after this, um, but you have in this movie. Crispin Glover, you have Morris Chestnut from fucking Boys in the Hood, uh, you have Robert Forrester, Academy Award nominated Robert Forrester, mm-hmm. you have Eugene Levy, and that's like, you know, like Eugene Levy, like, like this is post Best in Show, this is post, you know, a lot like of Chris Forgets movies. Yeah. Uh, Anne Mira, fucking Ben Stiller's mom, and one of the... The, the the one half of the, the the epic Stiller and Mara combination. Uh, yeah. You have Brenda Song. Brenda Song. Uh, you have Jonathan Lipnicki. <laughs> you know, two child actors, one of which became an actual regular actor uh, later on. Jesse fucking Plemons. Je- Jesse Plemons. Again, Academy Award nominated Jesse Plemons. Not, I mean, not not then. Not, oh, not here. No, 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 no. Not no, here. No, he's a little twit dick in this. Um, am I missing anybody? Uh, Reginald Vell Johnson eventually. Reginald Vell Johnson. Um, no, I it's mean, wild. You, I was not expecting this. I figured it was yeah. just like oh, bow wow, and with Nikki and some basketball players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I never, I never got into the minutia of the movie well, that much. Well, look what you've been missing out on for fifteen yeah. years, twenty and, and years. Bow wow, who twenty years? The whole time, yeah, it's the twenty anniversary. We just passed the twenty year anniversary of this movie. Oh man, this movie is is twenty years and one month old. Uh, almost to the day. <laughs> uh, the whole time when the movie started, Jillian thought Bow Wow was a girl <laughs> as well. <laughs> so we had to keep correcting her. Um, she's, so, she's not, she, she's starting to just understand. Of course. We've been explaining to her, you know, boys can have long hair and girls can have short hair and like, you know, trying to break all those stereotypes that they're taught in life. So what, so right away I'm thrown off because I'm just like, whoa, hold on. This seems like much more of a production. Right, right, right. Th- like, like this could, this could right. be serious. But like, like look- right, but it opened and it was already awful. How, well, like the three of them just trying to play basketball and it's. Well, it's, it's the, it's the white, it's the. It's the human head weighs eight pounds kid from Jerry Maguire. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I don't know what, I know Brenda Song, she was like a Disney Channel actress, right? Uh, yeah, she was in Sweet Life. Of, of Zach, Zach and Cody, Cody, yeah. And then you have Bow Wow, who I think got this because he played in like an MTV Rock and Jock game and was like, okay. And they're like, okay, we can make Bow Wow do a basketball movie. Like how Nelly got the longest yard. It's like, you yo, know. Yo, yo. Uh, so, so it, look. Oh boy. I actually kind of like this <laughs> a lot <laughs> i was enjoying myself because jillian was loving it there were parts where she just was cracking up and this movie accomplishes it has its a goal lot of heart it's got a lot of heart it 
is it? So I was worried when you said like it was awful right away. I was like, oh man, like you didn't feel it at all. Because no, of no, course no, that was my opening. assumption. Like it's I wanted, super cheesy. I would have loved to have seen me and Zangry see this in like 2002 and like, well, fuck, this is kind of all right. <laughs> like, look, it's, it's super cheesy. cheesy yes. But it's about an orphan who finds magical shoes and becomes the best basketball player Let's ever and is adopted by uh, someone he plays basketball Let's with. Let's be honest. This like, movie is Angels in the Outfield and Slam Dunk Ernest fused together. <laughs> so a, a little bit of Mighty Ducks in there. No. They made the playoff. They had to win three games to make the playoffs. Sp- How a, did they do that? It's a sports movie. They, they me, always make the playoffs. Tell me about basketball playoffs. How does it work? How many games do you have to win? Well, so he's do you the, know? He's because the, he's with the team for a while. How many times have the Cavs won the? Well, shut the fuck up. We're not getting into this the right playoffs? now. playoffs. No, they're not in this movie. We don't have to talk about them, okay? Because in two thousand two, we were bad. They're not gonna put Dewan Wagner in this. That's just for me. <laughs> um, no, so he. I don't know like what time of the year it is, but he joins the team. Like they're traveling. They play many games. Like they had to come back up. It wasn't like they just won three games. Like they had to a work. A team their didn't way get up. the measles. What are you talking about? It's like from the Mighty Ducks. They made the playoffs because that's. So I'm talking about the fucking Mighty Ducks. Yeah. I'm talking about like Mike. Okay. Uh, I'm a sucker for like the PG sports comedy for families because God, they're formulaic and God, yes. they're cheesy. Yes. But when they're done right, they put a smile. On your face. Like, there's nothing what wrong with them. What more can you ask for? They what more can you ask for? Their goal. If yeah. there's something like really offensively bad and corny and obnoxious, then of course, like they're you're like groany, but yeah, they're, they're for the lowest denominator. But for harmless, this, harmless, really. It's harmless fun for kids, and yeah. there's enough for parents in there where they're not like hating themselves throughout it. It defies yeah. all logic. I meant to also mention, so it's basically Slam Dunk Ernest with the magical basketball shoes. Yes. It's like angels in the outfield in terms of like, you know, <laughs> this miraculous turnaround of a team. <laughs> and also rookie of the year as yeah. well. And then like the, you have the child aspect of it as well. Because um, that was the thing. And then you had rookie of the year, you had little big league. Well, had... it's because you want kids to come to the movie and be like, oh, that could be me. Exactly. I, I can do that. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, um, of course. So... Yeah, I, I like halfway through. It was the 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 scene that m- turned around for me was the scene where like he like re- like kind of reveals like his his shoes powers so, like when he wins the the what was it like a like a raffle? Sure, yeah, halftime show. The, the halftime thing where he gets to play with you know a player for sixty seconds and if he gets makes a shot he gets bonuses and prizes and stuff. Like that seems really good, you know, like. It, it plays up. I also like, who directed this? Because I also kind of like how this movie was directed. I felt like there was a lot of, like, unique, like, camera-like tricks. And I thought, like, it was edited very well. Uh, John Schultz is the director. Um, he directed uh, Drive Me Crazy, which I think is that Melissa Joan Hart movie. Yeah, it is. Yep. Sure uh, is. Uh, he directed the, the Cedric the Entertainer Honeymooners. He directed Aliens in the Attic. Uh, he directed the Avengers and uh, Adventures in Babysitting reboot, so um, and yeah. a lot of Hallmark movies. Looks like this is uh, this is his uh, Apex Mountain probably, but uh, that scene was just a lot of fun. Like that scene, like you got, you knew where you're going for the rest of the movie. It, it, it was just a joy. I also liked. So of course the movie has the natural plot of, you know, oh, well, you know, his other friend. The reason why I was thinking Angel of the Alpha is because of the orphan stuff. That's where I was getting that from, was 
I mean, it's the same thing. The the kids in an orphanage. Uh, you know, he's trying to find a family. Him and his friend get adopted by the same person. You know, like you know that that sort of thing. So they ripped off. Oh yeah, it's all it's all just ripped off. I mean, they really ripped off Slam Dunk Curtis, but I'm not going to go down that road. Uh, I like the like the amount of like heart and sweetness and like like tenderness it had because sure, it's got like his friend is jealous that he's getting the attention and potentially getting adopted, and it has like the like the uh, the misunderstanding between you know the the coach or the player and you know and the child. It has the evil adult guardian that's not mm-hmm. by blood, you know. Yeah, the, the puppeteer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it has all those things, but it also had stuff that, like, I felt like other movies wouldn't do. Like, I really, really loved every interaction uh, Calvin had with the coach. Like, loved it, like, it. I was waiting for the coach to, you know, like, you know, end up being a scumbag or... The coach, uh, you know, just like I like that mean. first scene when he's yeah, the first like, scene. He's like, the... you know, I can't charge your coach. Like the coach is getting given twenty bucks, so it's help the orphanage, sure. Yeah, and he's like, no, it's I don't even know what's going with. So he gives him tickets instead. They yeah. have a really sweet, genuine interaction. I was yeah, like, okay. it, it's it, it's really genuine, and it's nice to see that like, like aspect I... of like the adult recognizing, yeah, and like actually being like helpful and nice. Like if I have this, like if I sit down and I think about this movie, uh, of course it's absurd, right? Number one, orphanages don't run open houses like they're a home, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Do, should <laughs> we go and find there's out? There's literally parents coming in and like auditioning children to like be their kid, and the older kids are like they're not going to get taken. It's like they're in the pound. It's like this horrible. <laughs> That's what he said. They're like this the like puppy. mythicism around orphanages is terrible. Uh, L.A. So does LA have a third sports, a third basketball team out of the same Staples Center, or do we've just completely disregarded the Clippers? Like, why couldn't it have been the Clippers? The Clippers were just as bad as the Knights in this. Also, LA Knight the wrestler, did he get his name from this movie? Uh, Who are you talking to? I, I'm just a stream of consciousness. Ah. Uh, that's not how long a timeout is. A, a player just can't go like quote unquote pee, and they hold the timeout for the player. There's not other people that can check in the game for him. Right, right. Like that's uh, why they have more than five people in the Bow-wow team. Bow Wow and Morris Chestnut on the first play pass the ball back to each other about like for about fifty seconds. There's a shot clock. Like, you know, like also, he's thirteen. <laughs> There's an age requirement that literally was started. Oh man, like in uh, after LeBron started one. It was then? a few years after that because Amari came out for uh, Alexa. What year did the NBA set an age requirement? Here's something I found on the web. According to wikipedia.org, in 2006, the okay. NBA introduced age requirement restriction. Thank you. you so do... it's legit. He could have played. Anytime. You, you had to be at least one year of college. This was the age requirement. <laughs> so you had to be at least like yeah, yeah, yeah. 19 but and do a year. But before then, in 2002, I he could have done I think, it. I think it was 18. No, he could have done it. I think it was 18. It wasn't like soccer when they had Freddie Adu sign a contract at like six. I don't know who that is. But... <laughs> but <this laughs> that was, was the problem. This is Fuck legit. you, Freddie Adu. I'm going to start a beef with Freddie this Adu. This is legit. He could have done it. What, the, kids getting baseball contracts? No, the problem I have is... because picking them off the boat and putting them in their hands. <laughs> yeah. um, the problem I have with this was the fact that he's like, oh, regardless if we win the playoffs, today's my last game. 
That's not how contracts work. You signed a contract. I don't care if you're well, 13. So the whole that whole contract is null and void because who knows what uh, Brittleman or Bittleman, what was his name? Bittleman? Bitterman. What, bitter, the contract between Crispin Glover and Eugene Levy, I'm sure had some errors in it. That's all I'm going to say. Um... But, like, you just don't care. Like, you're just along for the ride. You're along you for your brain it. Off, you watch your child have fun. Now, it, it's still... It's still... Bunk. It's still nonsense. It's still not... But they're it's having, fun they're, they're wrapping a DMX in the car. That's a lot of fun. I remember... So Bow Wow showing off his impressive rapping skills. I literally make fun of how bad Bow Wow raps in this movie. And he's just and he's like, job I, as a rapper. Right, and he's a rapper. I was very excited for when Lil Bow Wow became Bow Wow. Because I was like, oh, does that mean he's just going to be like mad thug, like explicit content? Yes. And that's basically what happened, right? Like, Because, of course, when he's like 12 or 13, he has to, you know, he wasn't like Lil Wayne. Because when Lil Wayne was like 15, 16, he didn't give a fuck. Like, he was just, you know, saying whatever. Because at that point, you're basically almost an adult. But he was... Bow Wow was promoted as a ch- like a kid rapper, like a like for Nickelodeon rapper for all intents and purposes until he became of age, uh, sure. and then you know then it was just off to the races, and then he uh, he hasn't done anything since two thousand seven musically, but I know he was on he was a series regular on CSI. I think he was in a oh, Fast yeah. and the Furious movie or so. Two of them. He's also had like legal troubles and claims yeah, that he's he been broke. Beat somebody. Um, he's had a lot. Do you remember? This is really odd to bring up, but do you remember like the little Bow Wow got molested by his bodyguard rumor in high school? Do you I'm remember gonna, that? I'm at gonna all? tell you something. What? I'm not the target audience for Lil Bow Wow. I'm gonna tell you that right now. What do you mean? Not now and not in high school. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Neither was I. <laughs> I, I have ne- You're more so than me. You could play me a hundred rap songs in a row. By children. <laughs> I would not be able to identify if they were Lil Bow Wow. I, I could not point out a Lil Bow Wow song besides the huh. basketball song that he sang in this movie. Yeah, no, I know that basketball song. Which is hot garbage, which I'm sorry you had to hear this at the beginning of the show. Hopefully the end of the show, you got to hear that sweet-ass R&B cover of Everybody Wants to Rule the World. I've never heard that before. That shit was tight. I like that song. I'm not the target audience for uh, that song either. There was a... There was a, a but you know... Uh, so... Like, the, the internet rumors that just come out. Remember the internet rumor that, like, Steve from Blue's Clues, like, died in a car accident, right? Like, you, like, you remember those things? Do you really like, privy to those things in high school or privy middle school? Privy to these things? What the fuck? Yeah. Okay, but you know But you no, know I didn't them. really care. No. Okay. So, I, I, was a, I was a gossiper. I was Perez Hilton in middle school, apparently. There was a rumor. So, I thought this was one of those, like, Sinbad genie movie moments, right? Because I thought I just imagined it or it never happened. There was a rumor that was really popular around probably 2000 and 2001 that Lil Bow Wow was like sexually molested by his bodyguard in like the back of a limousine. And it was being covered up by, because I, I don't remember like, like the, the whole, you know, Illuminati you know, conspiracy <laughs> version of it. But I remember like this being like a thing, like Bow Wow would come on and be like, oh yeah, like we feel bad for Bow Wow and stuff. And then they just disappeared, because who gives a shit, right? Because, of course, it's not fucking true. And in preparation for this podcast, like, a couple days ago, I was just, like, thinking about that. So I Googled it, and, like, in an interview in, like, 2018, 2019, he addressed it and was just like, yeah, I have no idea where the fuck that came from. I was, like, on an international flight, and I land, and, like, I'm getting bombarded with these questions, and I'm a child, 
And it's just like, I have no idea where this shit comes from. Um, so I just had to ask that to make sure I wasn't crazy. And now, even though I did the research, I'm still not sure if it actually fucking existed or happened. Um, not not that the, the incident happened, but the fact that people were talking about it happened. Mm. Um, the same age as Lil Bow Basically. And also, he's an Ohio... Uh, yeah. bo- born and raised in Columbus. Uh, what did you not like about the movie? Um... I mean, some of the cheese was just too cheese. Some of the cheese was too cheese. I know we said, like, it's mostly harmless. Like, you know, there were parts I laughed at, but sometimes you, I groaned and I was like, oh. You have a limit. Yeah, there, yeah there, like, there's, like, there's a lot a of. Limit, but it was mostly forgiven. Um, not, not, you know, I don't think there's too much to not really like. Even, there, there really isn't. It's, it's, it's a lot of like, um, a lot of ping pong, kind of like. It's, it's a very, it's a very predictable, enforced. Yeah, formula, like you said. Formulaic movie, like you said. The, yeah. it, it, it sputters in the third act when all that stuff kind of takes place and happens. You know exactly where it's going, and that's fine because you're not trying to like. Reinvent the wheel. Yeah, like I don't want to like shock these eight year olds that are going to see this movie when. <laughs> When Bella actually stays with Reginald Bill Johnson, you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, it's, it, it does have those overdone moments. So, I was waiting for, like, the professional player, like, montage. And for the most part, it was pretty, like, you know what you're getting with all those players and like actors. Iverson. Yeah, like Iverson's bad. Vince Carter's bad. Uh, shout out to Tim Duncan for being like, man, I ain't doing this fucking movie. You send David Robinson. <laughs> shout out to Dirk. So Dirk's that's the best my, one. That's my favorite. Dirk was the best one. That, that was awesome. And Steve Nash and Michael Finley just standing there just like, I ain't saying anything. Yeah. Dirk's handling it all. That, that, that was my favorite that, part. That was funny. Uh, like, I refuse to believe, me? however. Dirk. Dirk. <laughs> I, re- I refuse to believe that that... Calvin, as a 12-year-old child, beat Jason Richardson in that year's dunk contest because Jason Richardson dominated that dunk contest. Those are just actual clips from the dunk contest they showed. Um, so, Jay Rich, best, uh, second best uh, dunk contest competitor off time after Vince Carter. Uh, really? I think so. I, I'm sure he's you, fucking... You don't like any of the, the more recent dunk contests? The dunk contests thought... recently suck ass. Not like this recent, but like when I first started watching. Like when Steph Curry first got in it. Uh, or not Steph Curry. Not about. Steph Curry. Blake Griffin. I'm so sorry. No. Okay. All overproduced shit. He barely jumped over that car. Uh, Somebody sounds jealous. Not jealous of Blake Griffin. Could you jump over a car and slam? Could you? Could you dunk up? Could you dunk a basketball? I can barely walk out of my car. <laughs> <laughs> without hurting myself. Um, uh, you suck. But this also, like, it gives me such nostalgia because this was the era where, like, I really started, like, I'd already started liking basketball around 98, 99. Uh-huh. But this is the era where, like, I'm playing at the Y, I watch basketball religiously no matter what. Like, this is the oh, era. Oh, one of those. Well, because also, the, it was, like, the post-Jordan era where, like, the league is trying to figure out what it's going to be and it's kind of, it's, like, sputtering Right, and right, because kind of, any one of these teams could be good instead of just this one team. Sure, and it, it, the league's evolving a little bit, just mm-hmm. like like the country post two thousand. LeBron's a couple years away. Oh. Um, what time he's? When did he? He start? got drafted in 03. Um, so he's a year away. One yeah. year, um, a singular year, and then the face of basketball changed forever. Well, in 02 also. Who's like, a better figure, player? 
I'm trying to like actually talk about things and not antagonize. Oh, I'm so sorry. You. You couldn't. I know because you don't give a fuck. Um, but I'm trying to have like a discourse and a conversation that people would actually enjoy hearing. So you being like, <laughs> you fucking, you're being ox right now. Except, <laughs> except we don't, except we don't look like Matt Damon's fucking nutsack. <laughs> oh, thanks, babe. Um. <laughs> But basketball at that time was, like, definitely trying to find its identity because you were trying to find, like, who was going to, like, ascend to the throne. And essentially, it was the Lakers at this time. So it was the two-headed monster, Shaq and Kobe, none of which are here because Kobe would not be caught dead, something like this. And Shaq, same same thing, but for different reasons because he's his own fucking brand. Um, but then also, you have, you know, rap and hip-hop is, like, the biggest thing in music and arguably in pop culture around this time, besides like the boy band stuff, and you and it was still not in like gangster era, but it was very high profile in its mm. its themes and its controversy for like degradation of women and lyrics and content. And you had Kobe and Iverson and a lot of players, you know, with longer shorts and. Trying to get involved in that culture and that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And like, it was kind of like a raunchy era. Like, you had the Trailblazers were just always like in trouble for drugs. And, you know, and like, I wanted a bit of that in this movie. And I got really excited when like I saw more Chess and like going back to his hotel with a woman. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> and then, of course, it's like, oh, Bow Wow's got a tummy ache. <laughs> it's like, uh, Bow Wow ate too much food. And then it's like, okay, now he's going to mac on the, uh, the pharmacist. Okay, here we go. Now I'm excited. Oh, he took the wrong sleeping pill, and now Bella's got to drive him home. Like, I, I wanted them to have a little bit more, like, adult innuendo to, like, you know, wink at themselves a little bit. But I should have known better, because at the time, the NBA and David Stern were trying to do everything they could. <laughs> to everything. I mean, this movie is basically, you know, jumping in the face of what their perceived image was at the time. And I'm sure this, that was part of the reason why this movie was made, is to be like, we can be... Fun family entertainment, you know? Um, but it is a great time capsule. Uh, I popped hard seeing, like, Ahmad Rashad and, the like, the Inside yeah. the NBA stuff. Seeing, actually, the other song on here is going to be the NBA on NBC, John Tesh, Round Ball Rock. That's, that's the greatest, besides the Olympic theme, that, in my opinion, is the greatest, like, instrumental sports song ever. Like, like, uh, like I miss that so fucking much. Um, just seeing, like, some of the old, like, seeing Kenny Mayne and Dan Patrick and, like, even fucking Tom Tolbert, like, the, the commentators of their era, it just, it, it's like a nice warm blanket. You remember where you were, um, I, I think I enjoyed this movie so much more 20 years after the fact. If I, like I said earlier, if I'd seen it then, I would be like, oh, well, this is a piece of shit. But now, with a child, I can be like, oh, this is, this is kind of nice. This is kind of fun. Um... But there's still, uh, my least favorite scene is probably the adoption audition montage. That was, yeah, that. That's like that painful forced comedy. That was overly, yes. That that scene with the different parents and like the extremes. The the theater couple singing Annie, the new age people, including a young Fred Armisen and I don't know how old Julie Brown. Um, Fucking last comic standing, Corey Holcomb hanging out. Uh, that That was a little painful to deal with and then like he gets in a little bit too the cutesy like pg hijinks like the whole chase scene at the end i also didn't need crispin glover all of a sudden like gambling 
and and him getting tied up in tape and like them racing back to the arena like that's the kind of stuff where it just takes me out of it because it's in every single one of those movies yeah and you have to do something either really unique or really fun in order for me to be like yay and it didn't do any of those things um but i also the movie does have a little bit of like like balls i feel like so i i really felt for for murph when they're fucking burning the picture of his fucking mom. Oh my god, that I'm guessing is dead? Like, I'm, I'm assuming. Well, like, he's an orphan. He's an orphan. But, like, are all orf- orphans is specifically death is involved? Or an orphan can be you just abandoned, right? Well, no. Like, if you're an orphan, you, 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 you have don't nowhere have any else parents. to go. No, you don't have any parents. But, so, okay, let's break down the definition of an orphan. <laughs> this is fun podcasting material. So, let's say, hypothetically, that my parents didn't want me anymore. And they put me in a basket and left me in a firehouse. And I had nowhere else to go. I would be put in an orphanage, correct? Uh, doesn't mean that my parents are deceased. It would just mean that I have been given up. Correct? I, I guess, if you're going to get specific. Except Is there another <laughs> name or another process for that? Well, I, I, I think so. Like an actual orphan is a child whose parents have died. But it's it's when it's like death, so, specifically death. Okay. But if if you've just been abandoned, you're just like a piece of shit. I don't know, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it also change the context of the scene. He's like, "No, my mom." It's like, "Well, fuck you, dude. She gave you up. What are you saying for?" Right. So yeah, I guess I guess right. she would have to be dead. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, never mind. <laughs> I should just start it. I'm glad we did this though because your definition of what well, if you're what's uh, somebody who's an orphan but their parents are like well, just, they're just a piece of shit <laughs> they had to do something wrong am I right remember uh, oh man this would have been which it had to have been evolution one so our sketch show that we used to do back in college generation and then we had a, a, a junior version called evolution that you and Augie and a couple other people that had been in the main show like did the first go around to kind of bring some people up. We had a reoccurring sketch that was around you playing games by yourself. Yeah. So the first one was just Jenga. And you would just be playing Jenga by yourself and Augie would walk into the scene and he would like kick it Drop over kick or knock Jenga. it over to big effect and just go, get some friends, bitch. I think it was the second one. It was the second for, one. Oh, you're doing Uno. You're playing Uno by yourself. And of course, the, the, the joke at the end being, you would say Jenga. And then this one, you'd have one card left and you'd say Uno. For this one, he grabbed the deck of cards and like literally pumped them into the crowd and went, why don't you get some friends? And he called you an orphan. You orphan bitch. You orphan bitch. And as mean-spirited as it is, it gets a laugh, whatever works. And we come to find out that when we did it, one of the two nights, our one of our castmates, Sean McWinney, had like, I feel like it was a group of people in the crowd who were orphans. Yeah. It probably was like one or two, but he made it seem like, hey, I invited like the Orphan Society of Gainesville out, <laughs> and like they still laughed, and we're like, we some felt, heads up next time? Like, yeah, maybe like, we'll say something else? Like, it wasn't like that line was improvised either. Like, it's we the had thing, the line. The yeah, whole time. for like weeks. It's the same thing when we did that bulimic musical, and you guys were like, Hey, we invited like this sorority who is known <laughs> as like like bulimia kappa Gelta or whatever. <laughs> and it's like it's not a thing, man. I don't know how they work. I don't know. Apparently. Um 
yeah, so it's, you know, it's... I did not know this whole time this movie was about an orphan. Like, I honestly didn't. I thought it was just... I, I don't know how this... I was thinking it was like rookie of the year. He was probably like a single, had a single parent and somebody else was, you know, using him. abandoned fucking kid. They, they really gloss over like the, like the, I'm guessing just Biddleman just getting all of his money. Like, why is he still going back to the orphanage? Like, can't he just like afford to like buy his own shit now? Like he has a contract. Biddleman, but he's still 13. He doesn't have a guardian, dude. Yeah, but he's still like, you can't give him the money. He can't like be like, hey. Not legally. Can't open a bank account. At You've 13, worked in banking. At th- at thir- if he's thirteen, yes, he can. Yeah, by themselves, no. With a parent or guardian who's above the age of eighteen, has to be on the account with them. That's just the test for you. Make sure you still remember. You were saying you were missing banking. I was making sure you were still up on your up on your stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, here's here's. No, I'm done to- <laughs> with this. Uh, so of course the movie ends like his shoes break. Also, I was from I, a scuffle. Yeah, like there was no build up to it at all. No, it was like a scuffle. Those things got oh, like, struck man. by lightning. <laughs> I know. Which also, I just figured I was hoping they were going to be like like some other kind of like special way they got their powers. Not just fucking lightning. So of course he has to like win it on his own with like his his skills and his own brain power, and then of course Nightwood Tracy comes and adopts him, adopts Murph. They take over the whole, you know. Uh, take over the whole orphanage and everybody's all happy. He just ghosted those boys, man. Reginald Phil Johnson's still, still in, the in that parking, parking lot. lot yeah. <laughs> uh, and the, he basically forces Tracy to adopt Murph because uh, claiming it's two for one orphan day. It's like, I know. Uh, yeah. That's not how it fucking works, bro. Also, I know I'm a professional basketball player, but fuck, this isn't cheap. <laughs> like, I have to pay for you, right? Like you have to like when you adopt somebody, you, you basically you're paying for a, a human being, right? You have I, to buy them. No, I don't think that's how it works. But don't you have to pay money? Because like, why would we have orphan like the amount of people? We can't go to an orphanage tomorrow and be like, we'll take one. Yes, <laughs> so so you have to be able to support it, but I don't think you necessarily have to pay. I thought you had to pay. No, it's not like Alexa, it's not like child bride. Do you have to pay for an orphan? Are you trying to shop for orphans? <laughs> it means the movie. Never mind. <laughs> I say yes. We we get a <laughs> ring on the doorbell tomorrow morning. We have a kid there. So That'd so suck. so <laughs> so so you yeah, have just to Google it. Qualify. <laughs> you have to show like your fi- you have to show like your financials that you can support it. Right, because you you need to be able to support it. I'm sure that there's... What am I thinking of? <laughs> no, because I don't do, like, sure. adoption lists. Yeah, but it's... I think it depends, because most people want baby babies, like, when they just first pay for a out. baby. But if I just want to buy, like, a, like a 12-year-old, well, I can do that. Well, you could, like, pay for, like, or I don't have to buy it all. I'd be like, I'll take it? That seems dangerous. Well, no, that's why... That's why you... That, that's why you have to go through, like, background check and stuff. Do I need to pay <laughs> to a dog? Man, am I glad I'm not Googling this. <laughs> a dog. A child. Private forms of adoption can cost upwards of $30,000. Right, thank Adopting you. Adopting one of Florida's children from foster care costs little or nothing. Thank you. Just making sure. No, it says little or nothing. It depends on what you do and where you go through. 
But if it's like a baby, the average cost of adoption in the U.S. is $70,000 for like private agency for a baby because you have to pay for like... God damn! You pay for for like everything and then um, some local authorities provide financial support depending on the needs of the child. Um, a lot of companies give you... Uh, Time Money. off and yeah, well, like, time off and they give you uh, up to ten thousand. Now can you check to see? Uh, uh, are there open houses for orphans? <laughs> like the, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> your open your suggestions are going to be fucked. At adopt. At that was like speed dating, but for orphans. <laughs> oh yeah. What? Don't make that face. It looks like you're signing us up for something. Yeah, we're going to get some kids. We're going to... I'd be fun just to kind of go. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm weird. kidding. I, after um, the week we've had with Jillian, I don't need another one. <laughs> I mean, she's on the she's on the fence. She's on the ropes. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, let's get into performances. Oh, no. The one other thing that I love about this movie. I loved that Michael Jordan... Did not show up in this movie. <laughs> He's like, fuck this. I ain't showing up for this shit. Mm-mm. Not, is not even Bunny close. No. And I love the assumption. Here's what I'm thinking. He's like, I don't need to show up. As long as somebody wears my shoes, I'm still better than whoever is there now. <laughs> Basically it's all true. that it was. It's he true. got a little shy. I saw when we were dancing to uh, the, the credits. He got a, He was like the top special thanks. And there was like a little message. Like without... MJ, nobody would ever want to be like Mike, like that kind of thing. But he was just like, man, I ain't showing up. He was at a blackjack table losing 600 grand a hand, probably. He's like, people could want to be like me, but nobody's like me. Yeah, exactly. All right, now let's get into performances. MVP and LVP, where do you want to start? Probably, probably, probably LVP. LVP? I have a little list. Oh, okay. Uh, one person I say that I, I initially... Thought I was surprisingly gonna have to like, like, name. Wow, wow. Well, he he was like the first like scene or two. I was like, oh, oh boy. But he actually ends up being one of my MVP candidates. I I'm he, just height challenged. That's I thought, when I said it was. Awful. I ended up being very charismatic and had had some good comedic time. I ended up liking him a lot. Uh, I was gonna say I, I thought an LVP candidate was gonna be Morris Chestnut. I thought his first couple scenes, he was really spastic, was not fitting in the character at all. And it was more so just the way that he was playing that, you know, the adult father figure that was going to have the turn on. He's basically, he was going too Busey in, like, Rookie of the Year, you know what I mean? Like how Busey plays that character and then eventually becomes, like, a big teddy bear. He kind of played it just a different way. So it's not him. So I have I have... Two other ones. I said it can't be any of the actual uh, basketball players because how little they are in the movie. But Alan Iverson was very bad. He was awful. He was very bad. Uh, My LVP of the movie is Crispin Glover. I mean, he was he was pretty bad. Like I liked some of his delivery though. I don't. It's it's. I liked I liked when he was like, I signed as your guardian. It's just you can't do it. You lay my, your damn hands off my orphan. Uh, are you okay? Are you an orphan? 
uh, just of all the choices in this movie, he's naturally the oddest one. <laughs> like, uh, yes. Uh, he's just, it's, there's just nothing different about him as a human being than what his character is. It's just such an odd tone for this movie. It would have been so much better if it was like a bigger, more abrasive. I'm, I don't want like fucking Miss Hannigan in it. But you know what I mean? like <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what you're kind of used to. Sure. And just gives such an odd vibe and energy. Also, I have to look at his nose way too much than I'm used to. And just like I like that indent in there. He has the he has like a dimple on his nose. It's like, how's that even possible? Um What is oh my. Yeah, I just You got I, like a personal vendetta I mean, against others, Chris Bing Glover. Other, do you have anybody else? I mean, some of the children were not the best. There's only two actors. Kids. Well, no, like Lipnicki isn't great, but Lip- Lipnicki does have Lipnicki was on my list, but I took him off after how he reacted to the picture of his mom. I thought he like was really emotional and good there. Sure. And Brenda Song does nothing of note. Yeah, yeah, nothing of note. But the the guy who was like the other villain kid, like Ox's sidekick. Oh, he was inconsequential. Now Plemons, we could have a discussion about as well. Man, Plemons is bad. But is he bad because you know he can do so much better? That's why I, I didn't even write him down. He's just such an anomaly in this movie. I'm like, it's so I weird. I can't believe I'm watching Jesse Plemons and Like Mike. Like, I just didn't, never knew that. How old is he? I mean, he had to be like probably, I mean, I think he's just in his still mid to late 30s. Uh, Alexa. How old is Jesse Plemons? Jesse Metcalf is 43 years old. Not Jesse. How old is Jesse Plemons? Jesse Plemons is 34 years old. He's younger than me? <laughs> Jesse Plemons is younger than me? He looks like a he looks like what's underneath a scab. <laughs> Alexa, how old is Kirsten Dunst? She's like 36, 37. Kirsten Dunst is 40 years old. Oh, okay, even older. Okay. Um oh, get it. But get it. I think I think that's I think that's part of the problem. Is you nailed it. It's just like I'm Like like you, you yeah. It's just, it's you're Todd. Not it's to, Friday Night right. Lights. But it's, you're not you used know. to him being a child actor growing up into these other roles. Yeah, it's the God, reverse. Grew, yeah, he grew up into it. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, so, so you know, because, like, we've talked about, like, some people who we've watched for years and years, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, now, like, you're seeing them, you know, par for the course or whatever, yeah. but this is, like, weird, like, yeah. back in time kind of All right, of so Kristen thing. Glover then? Sure, that's fine. I don't think he ever got anything for Back to the Future. Well, he technically was only in one of them. Well, he technically is in two of them, but... Well, no. You know what I mean. <laughs> I do, but yeah. no. Uh, no okay. Um, MVP. I think Bow Wow's on the table because a, a better... A, a worse kid actor in the movie falters because then he's never obnoxious or annoying... He, he does come off genuine. He comes off very genuine. Uh, except towards the end, there's a couple of times when he's just, when, when it's like, like kind of like. emotional in the moat, yeah. Yeah, and, and also it's like kind of, she's like, come on, guys. Like, let's do it. Hands it. Who made him the fucking captain? I mean, he's the best player on the team. He's averaging like 27 points a night. Uh, my vote is going to be Robert Forrester. I thought he was great in this. He's great in everything. He's great in everything. Rest in fucking peace. I hate that we lost Robert Forrester, particularly because. He didn't get to finish out Better Call Saul, which by all intents and purposes is absolutely crushing it with two episodes to go and we need to fucking catch up and watch it. Um, but I just loved the the genuineness he brought to the role. Like, There's even that scene where like 
he he's the one that sets up like all the like the the adults coming in to try to like all the parents coming in. Oh yeah, he's on and, the like, phone. And he's on the phone being like, like he deserves a parent like he deserves a home. I actually kind of thought it'd been neat if like he was also involved in like the adoption. I thought it'd been cool, but that that would have been really a little bit too angels in the outfield because it ends up being Danny Glover in in that movie. Um but I thought I thought he was great. I for like what a not a minor character. I mean, he's it is it is more of a minor character. But he's he's got like two or three. Even when he's like supporting. a coach and he's mad, and he's being passionate, and he's talking about his rules. We and lost stuff. to the Bulls in two thousand and two. Nobody lost to the Bulls. <laughs> no, that, that's a fair that's a fair angry argument for him. Uh, I I thought he crushed it for for what should have been just like a throwaway. Think of some of these like. Random shitty ass sports movies that we've watched, especially sure. related to the kids. The coach is always kind of like over the top, or Mookie, or, or or Mookie, or just like kind of a wet blanket. And yeah, he yeah. Is none of those things. No, so I, 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 agree. I, I would, I would pitch for him, but I would also go for Bow Wow because you we know. Could go for Robert Forrester. I'm, I'm all in on Robert Forrester. Um, just one of the great fucking character actors and stories of Hollywood. The fact that his career was DOA and he does Jackie Brown and got a little bit of a, a second chance at so much. I believe that is his first MVP as well. Won't be his last, I'll tell you that much, because I will fucking love him and Jackie Brown. Um, let me just double check here. Robert Forrester, first MVP. Uh, yeah. What else on Like Mike? Um... I want to give a shout out, not an MVP, MVP, but the the guy who played Jode, like the tall white guy, like just kind of a, a tertiary friend to Bow Wow's character. I liked him. He had maybe like two or three scenes. He had a great aura. He's just like a cool, he's like, hey, you can, you can have the locker next to me, kid. And he's playing like Daytona 500 with him and, you know. Like his guardian angel. Yeah. Kind of like looking out. Yeah, no, I liked him. I like the it. name Jode. Well. Was it Jode? We said to talk about this on the podcast before. I think. We also, have. no, I'm, I'm sure. Have. I'm sure. The, I'm sure that's just some weird grapes of wrath analogy the movie was trying to make. Uh, so we're basically done talking about like Michael score here in a second. So several months ago, and again, I don't remember who. Told oh, I also like the geometry story. scene. Oh yeah, I thought that was a lot of fun. The, he paints yeah, the house, and yeah. they're painting five. And so I like that scene a lot. Yeah, me too. Let's go paint the outside of our house with geometry. Fuck you. Um, at a Publix nearby. I don't know what it is, but every Publix bag boy. No, you can't say that. Don't uh, say you don't, what you're going to say. You know what I'm going to say. I know exactly what you're going to say. You have no idea what I'm going to say. They put one item in a bag. They all suck. <laughs> <laughs> and they all have like a, a, a backstory I don't care about. As to how they are as a person. And this guy was just he was big and burly and like 17 years guy. old. He was a jolly man. And he had a ridiculous four-letter name that as soon as we left, I was like, what fucking name no, is that? No, at the same time we said, but Like we said the name yeah. to each other. Like Bert? Was his name Brute? You know. <laughs> Joe? We're almost positive it started with a T. It's not Trad, because there's a Trad's landing right down the street from us, and I think that's where we're getting confused. So now, if like we just see a funny four-letter <laughs> word, or if we see a human being that just looks like him, we'll just be like, was it Jert? 
<laughs> and then we just do it over and over again. So that's why Samantha was like, was it Jode? And that and that was that's a good. And we never we never guess. saw him again. Never saw. He him. got fired the next fucking day. We've been. He was just coming on his, all the meat. He put his ball sack in like <laughs> was, one of the plastic bags. He's coming like, on all the meat. Get out of here, flirk. He and Tom. Him and Tom. I know. Thom, we, I know. We told the Thomas story. <laughs> Thom was his name. Thom. Was it Trom? Was it Tram? <laughs> was it Trid? It wasn't Trid. I don't think it was Trid. It wasn't Trid. Uh, score time. <laughs> <laughs> for for like Mike, uh, you drew it, so I scored first. Look, I cannot believe I'm going to give this movie as uh, a better than average score. Oh my god! I'm going to. I'm absolutely going to. I have very little to complain about, except the fact that. At times, it falls into that kind typical. of herky-jerky, mm-hmm. typical... Was it herky? This typical, <laughs> this is for 11-year-old boys to enjoy type movie. It had Except heart, the- it had some good performances, it had basketball, it made me nostalgic. Uh, throughout this podcast, I've, I've actually raised my score. <laughs> uh, Jillian loved it. She was here laughing, dancing. You can do a lot worse than this. You sure could. It We've done them on the show. I'm going to give this movie a six and a half. Oh my gosh. I'm giving this movie a six. I, originally, I was originally going to give it a six. Wow. And after talking through it, I was like, you know what? Fucking fuck I did it. more. I did like it more than an average movie. It was fun. I like, obviously it's got a good soundtrack. We were up dancing to it. Jillian forced us. Well, Jillian forced us, but we were having fun. And yeah, it's just a feel-good movie. Short There's nothing wrong year, with it. We have now claimed that Like Mike is a better movie than Ready Player One, Grindhouse, and The Duke. Yeah. That's, that's probably fair. Are, are you saying for the entire year, also better than My Blueberry Nights? Oh, we all, we all, we all, don't even go to the bottom of the list. It's the way better than all that shit. Oh, yeah, it's better than all Grindhouse. that shit. Grindhouse. Absolutely. I just said Grindhouse. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, uh, if, you listen, Time Machine 2. if you listen to our last random uh, movie uh, podcast, which I think was Abduction at this point, uh, you know oh. that it took us quite a while to get to Like Mike because we drew many things and we were currently working off of just streaming platforms because all our movies are packed up. So we drew several movies until we found a winner, and all those movies were still keeping into the queue. Earlier today, I had some time to start unpacking some movies. And oh, you able, did? I was able to find pretty much the, what we have coming up in the queue. So next week will be Crazy Rich Asians, which was the movie that you nominated last time. Then we will finally get back to our can't pick list, and I located Silver Linings Playbook that we will watch. And then we're not going to be drawing movies for a little while because you ended up drawing like three or four movies. Uh, I have not found Blood Money yet. So we'll wait on that one. But we I still did don't find know what which one it is. It's the Pitbull one. I'm positive. I know my. Has to be. It has to be. I bought it at a fucking big lot. Probably it's the, <laughs> the Pitbull movie. Uh, Jen probably has a copy of it. She's Puerto Rican. She's got to. That's terrible. Uh, it's I true. found Apollo 13. So we're going to watch okay. Apollo 13 as our next like random nom- uh, random selected movie. Hopefully by then we'll get around to Blood Money. Um, I also found the Scorsese shorts, but the Scorsese shorts are like five different movies that range from like five minutes to like an hour. So I think we're just going to watch them and put them up as a Patreon because it's going to be hard to like, we're not going to d- put all separate five movies on this. They weren't theatrically released. It's just a different little sub thing we're going to do. 
Um, I also found the, the animated Adams Family, but we're going to hold off to that for October for Halloween. Mm-hmm. I started planning mm-hmm. our, our October. Which is in, in eight weeks. So. Oh, great. I almost threw up just thinking about that. Um, we also, so basically we won't be drawing another movie until like November. Um, wow. which, which when that happens, I'll get to draw one, two, three, four, basically four or five movies in a row because you drink too many. And all, everything will be unpacked then, so you're not going to reach into the box for quite some time. You might even be reaching the box with them because we're actually in the process of digitizing our list. Uh, a sad day for married movies, but it's just, it's time. It's time. It's we're time. digitizing a lot of things in our lives. Including my wife. Up. Next next week, you'll, I'll, you'll be like Watson from Jeopardy. It'll be great. Um, you'll actually know how to talk about movies intelligently with me. I, I'm very excited for it. I wouldn't count on it. Instead of you, <laughs> instead of you just saying a, a not um, an orphan that <laughs> parents gave him up as a piece of shit. I must have a widow. Like, they used to be a piece of shit. So an orphan. They're not a <laughs> slick piece back of shit. hair, dead parent. Uh, an orphan is a widow, but a kid. <laughs> Basically, what it is. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Married Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the other in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you're going to uh, patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Like the Scorsese shorts thing we're going to do here sometime soon. Just like the Married with Podswoggle episode, I'm eventually going to get around to editing and posting. Oh, yeah. Um, Facebook.com slash Married with Movies at Mary W. Movies on Twitter, Mary Movies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. Uh, for me, at your host, Malt38 on Instagram. For you, at Jam with your Sam. And then my retro wrestling diary is available at arcadeo.net slash podblog. Oh, I know I missed last week, but when we're done recording here, I'm going to finish typing the final pay per view of 1996 at Arcade in 96. What? And then probably going to have to take another break because I don't know when I'm going to have time to watch the next fucking show. Oh, so. well, that sucks to be you. I know. And you've already tried to start trying to go to sleep for through about the past three minutes. So anything else, Samantha? Yeah, no. No. I you love literally laid couch, down a couple minutes ago. Our couch is so big and comfortable. There's a lot of options. Why I are you laying so uncomfortable? You just made yourself more uncomfortable. No, I'm very comfortable. You look miserable. Well, I'm not. Because I could fall asleep right now. Samantha, you could fall asleep standing on your head in the middle of a snowstorm. That's also true. Yeah. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Hit it, John Tesh! I dropped my phone under the couch. Well, it's gone forever. Oh, no. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.